I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes the Number 3 Podcast on all three of them. And this week, I am so, so, so excited for us to get back to our, kind of back to our roots in a weird kind of way. Uh, yeah, with, totally. With 1983's Winners and Sinners, or sometimes known as Five Lucky Stars. Uh, from 1983, like I said, and directed by Samo, and starring everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is either a great crash course to 1980s Golden Harvest, if you're new to it, or just an incredible sweet treat if you're an old veteran like us. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun for us whenever we return to kind of center ourselves by looking at either one of the three heroes that we love and... Uh, I think that this little block of films covering the Lucky Stars uh, uh, films is is, is going to be pretty good time, pretty light, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to like really do a lot, a lot of homework to cover this stuff. So yeah, um, totally. Yeah. I, th- I think I back. called it comfort food and our um, kind of reintroduction podcast. And mm-hmm. oh, dude, it just so hits the spot. Um, and yeah, it's I fun think to it's, be able to it, watch and rewatch this during yeah. our weird stage of the pandemic, and yeah, it's really in line with like the stuff that we like. I would say that it doesn't have as much of the action as we would like to cover in most of our films. Right, but totally. when you get the action, it's really good, and I think it really kind of showcases um, the other skills uh, that I would say from uh, Hong Kong action from these guys that we really like. It's comedic timing and just kind of having a really good time uh, making an entertaining film for everybody so i do feel like there are probably people that well, i i was thinking about this of course you know as we're leading up to the podcast and i think that winners and sinners is one of the films that people kind of dig up after they find like the initial really great action films from these guys and sometimes i would say that people are probably disappointed because one (laughs) there isn't as much action two jackie and yumbu are are really glorified cameos in this film it's Mm -hmm. it's really fun to see them but um i think people will feel kind of gypped if they're going into it thinking they're gonna see another jackie vehicle and um honestly when when people were promoting it, you'll see their scenes pretty much in the forefront of the trailers yeah, that totally. you see. I think that the uh, the Japanese trailer for this film <laughs> is just totally all, like all the scenes of Yumbu and Jackie and Samo fighting. <laughs> so, well, because <laughs> this is the period when like the Japanese fan clubs and fan interest in mm. Jackie and in Yumbu was like really on the rise. It was kind of like their 1964. Beatlemania kind of era. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it isn't just the, you know, US DVDs that, you know, feature Jackie prominently on the front cover. This, like you're saying, Carlos, this goes back to the original mm. posters and any of the marketing material um, at the time. But yeah, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of Jackie fans that, when they come to this movie might be a little disappointed. Um, but I think it, 
you know, for us uh, who have now devoted a lot of time to, <laughs> you know, movies of this period and we're really acquainting ourselves with all these great Hong Kong performers, it sort of feels like maybe um, going back to a movie that you might not have understood as a kid. Um, mm, and, yeah, well put. And now it actually has all these jewels and it like is yeah. really satisfying. And yeah, you know, there's you, so many parts yeah, that there are so many parts that if we hadn't, if I hadn't, especially me, I hadn't seen a lot of these other movies, mm-hmm. I would have just been like, okay, it's just like uh, some weird old guy. In. Yeah. Who's but now guy? I'm like, oh, it's Wu Ma. It's yeah. Funging Mong. Like yeah. it's it's all these people that we've, you know, we kind of these characters, these people who are like sometimes are like producers or, or whatever. They just like to pop up and everything. And yeah. And totally. And that really it. is part of it. I mean, it, it's like if you were watching it's like an it's Adam McKay, like, Will Ferrell movie, yeah. like those cameos are a big deal and if you don't realize those people are stars then it's it's sort of not working to its fullest i was literally about to say it reminded me of anchorman in some ways dude totally where where it's like i you know i remember seeing anchorman and i was i thought i was like yeah that's pretty funny and then i watched it again a few years later after i had seen a bunch of different comedies and i'm like oh wow like every comedic person from the oddies is in this in yeah, some way totally. shape or form yeah and they're really playing to the audience you know these these are stunt casts and not, not mm-hmm. just the the people playing the characters but the characters that the people are playing are also kind of like these almost fourth wall breaking jokes <laughs> that you know any hong kong uh cinema goer at the time that's in love with pop culture would get a kick out of just seeing these people on screen so it's really fun to see that and i think that if you approach this film from that angle and if you kind of approach it from just like a an entertainment like more of a comedy angle uh, you'll have a good time. I do feel like there are some some things about the comedy are maybe drawn out a little too long sometimes. Oh yeah, but I, I there also were far too many jokes where I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh no, just stop, just yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I think that kind of goes in line with how they produce these films. There's a couple interviews you can find online that I I think most of them are from the Hong Kong Legends DVDs that uh, go into the production a bit. And uh, one of my favorites that I always like to go back to is there's this great interview with Richard Ng. It's like probably like 15 or 20 minutes long. I think it's from uh, My Lucky Stars or Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. And um, well, first of all, hearing Richard Ng really go into depth about the the like the craft of comedic acting uh is great and i i don't know if many people know but richard ing spent a lot of time in the uk and actually grew up with english all around him so um you hear him speaking english and he has this british accent and he's very eloquent and i always get these like bumblebee man vibes from him you know like (laughs) like 22 short stories of springfield's like He's yeah. this like goofball on camera, and then when there's a scene, he's just this very eloquent, yeah. <laughs> you know, man. A lot of the stuff actually was not scripted. It, in the script, it would be okay. There would be such a scene, and then we would collaborate on the set, literally. And this is why it took so long to make any of those films. A lot of time was wasted actually just trying to work things out. Actually, you know, when the set is all lit already, and they say, "Okay, right, what are we going to do?" You know, and then all these different ideas 
<coughs> walkthroughs and then you know before before you actually decide and um yeah but totally he he totally goes he goes in and he picks apart each of the actors pretty severely actually some of them and um but one of the things that he says that i always remember is um he's talking about how they have a script a, a quote unquote script uh for the scene that day but then when they get there they basically uh are kind of workshopping what to do in that scene and i think mm. that this is a lot of kind of the stuntmen that, that like their approach doing like fighting and stunts but they actually yeah, take that totally. into the comedic side of it too, which right. It's war- almost like a philosophy of just Hong Kong filmmaking in general. Yeah, and and it's cool to see that stuff come up, and it's cool to see the ideas that they come from that that come from that process. But sometimes you can see that it's like, okay, uh, this is a cool idea, but it's kind of going a little long now, and maybe it's not landing like it should, or right. um, you know, and. It, you know, Western comedies have these problems as well, but I think that there's something to be said about the process of filmmaking in Hong Kong and how that contributed to well. And it's stuff important like to remember too that this is like very early on, yeah, in, in Samo's like contemporary mm. like film period. You know, I mean, we're just a couple of years after Prodigal Son and um, all of the kind of historical, more classical kind of kung fu cinema. Um, and I think that's actually a testament to how successful Winners and Sinners is, is that mm. it does feel more like a Samuel film of, you know, 86, 87. So I think we just kind of accept it with that lens now looking back. And then so some of those those kind of slower, uh, less tightened moments will maybe kind of jump out a little bit more. Right. But and- I, I imagine if we were kind of like doing like a Samo binge of um, all the films he's directed um, – We'd probably we'd probably be looking at the movie like in a totally different way. I think it would be like <laughs> yeah, maybe even really dazzling or something. Yeah, I also think that it's really fun that we're going to be looking at these films because you're going to see basically this formula be refined two more times, and right, um, right. it's going to be cool to see because I, I love Winners and Winners and Sinners. It's great, so super fun time. But I do think the other uh, Lucky Stars movies that we're going to cover land a little better, and it, it's cool to see how that gets tightened up. Right, right. Well, we should probably jump to the movie itself. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. In need of a thorough cleaning? Have any unwanted briefcases lying around? Curly's Five Lucky Stars are the cleaning crew for you. We offer top-of-the-line service up to and including invisible cleaning so you can have guests over while the work is being done. Our staff includes Richard Ng, John Shom, Stanley Fong, Charlie Chen, and Sherry Shung all under the direction of Sammo Hung. Have a laugh and enjoy these five lucky stars, the winners and sinners. So the as the kind of alternate title, we've talked before on the show about how a lot of these movies had like cooler quote unquote titles whenever they came to the, the U.S. And is there any more significant story behind winners and sinners? Because that's makes the movie sound a lot cooler than I'd say. Oh, the, it, the, it, it, cooler the Western in title. like a cooler in a like edge lordy kind of way yeah. than sure, than sure. Five lucky stars does. I think that the the Western title kind of uh, winks at you know that our heroes are criminals, basically. Yeah. That's also, cool. the rhyming makes it kind of cute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. I mean, I, I 
I, I could imagine, um, like a U.S. distributor or producer thinking like, you know, five lucky stars sounds a little, I don't know, a little too cute or something. Yeah. Um, So basically what Samuel wanted to do is he wanted to kind of make this ensemble comedy. And in a way, I feel like he, um, he wanted to do like seven little fortunes but for comedy so these five lucky stars that title itself is very reminiscent of the seven little fortunes and i think the five lucky stars are kind of like his little you know these are like my comedy version of that (laughs) which is kind of fun to think about and the first 20 minutes of the movie is basically introducing us to each of the five lucky stars yeah because the the whole the, the basic plot of the movie is that they all are they all meet in prison and yeah, then whenever totally. they get out, they decide to all be, right. be friends and, and, and work And together. we should say that like the number five in Chinese culture is, is actually like a lucky number and an auspicious number. So that's, that's kind of part of it too, part of the magic of that grouping. But yeah, I love what, what you're saying. Um, uh, I think the movie's really strong in the opening, how we mm-hmm. get to meet each of these characters and, um, and we see that just like that ingenuity we come to uh, <laughs> expect and and love from Hong Kong cinema. We have just these really clever scenarios that you probably haven't <laughs> quite seen anywhere else before. Um, and so, yeah, it's just fun, not meet cutes, but <laughs> just uh, meetups of these these characters to kind of get them all in the in the clink together. Yeah, and I love how how tight they are. Actually, each character yeah. gets this really fun little bit um you know we start off with sammo and actually he gets his kind of fourth wall breaking joke where he's a thief and he breaks into this place but it's a surprise party surprise party and and they're like oh sammo and then when they unmask him they say you're not sammo you're not sammo it's so great close up on sammo hung it's really great so uh i love that whole bit and how the commotion starts and how he tries to make a break and it's so funny how he does a zip line down the rooftop straight oh, into the uh, paddy wagon. Straight into the. Oh man, that's there's a lot of these movies have stuff that's like funny where it kind of makes you s- kind of snicker a little bit, but that actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. That's it's, really yeah, funny. that's perfect. Like we talk about these it's like it's like it's very kind of moments, kind of. Oh yeah, it is kind of like a Zucker yeah. Brothers thing. Oh, that's cool. It's, like I feel like a scene in I feel like Naked Gun could have a scene exactly like that. Oh mm-hmm. man, totally. Yes, yes. Then next we get introduced to John Sham's character, Curly. He's a... This is also kind of like a fourth wall breaking joke. So John Sham, uh, as a personality, was very well known for being uh, very political, very activist. Yeah, he's very... Yeah, he was an activist for sure. Yeah, and actually kind of gotten to some trouble because of how activist he was. But, you know, um, here we see him... And he's doing the same thing, but it's like this, it's like workers' rights, but it's for prostitution, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is really funny. I I love that there's like this bit where he's basically empowering these men to like, you know, help support these women do their jobs. And you've got two older gentlemen nod (laughs) to each other and they go pick up two hookers and take them away. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. But he gets undone because there's like this union He's, he, it's like he's working up a union and then they the the management send out this like uh instigator actually um uh sang cho lam he's um 
another Hong Kong actor that will always see him doing like these weird roles. I remember he was like an opium addict in uh, one of the police story films. Uh, oh yeah, for, totally. For like Jackie's photo shoot. He was in, I think he gets killed in Dreadnought. He's like a night watchman. Uh, but you'll see him. He has a very distinct look about him. And yeah. uh, he, he, he's like creepily skinny. Yeah. Yeah. He riles up the crowd to get uh, violent, and that kind of ends up getting everybody arrested, so that throws him in jail. I also love that the banner says, prostitution is also a way to love. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's really oh, funny. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that's supposed to say is also a way to live, <laughs> because I feel like that makes more sense as like a empowering like a hey it's a kind of just a job thing but right it's right. A funny it's funny either way yeah it yeah. works both ways and then we yeah. have uh our boy richard's introduction and yeah. this is <laughs> this is so brilliant um yeah he has this kind of scam um where he kind of presents as like a street cleaner basically mm-hmm. um but he goes around to unoccupied parked cars and with these like high-tech magnets he like pulls off the windshield um you know so he can like resell them or whatever yeah he's basically yeah this is so well shot performed um edited uh we get to see him kind of successfully do his deal on one of these Mm -hmm. parked cars um but yeah then his his luck kind of runs out (laughs) on the next one yeah because we get another guy who he's you know he's kind of a supporting character but we get to see philip shan who we yeah. uh, he's he's one of those is always a cop kind of actors. Yeah, um, yeah. His name's and in fact, his actually, name's I, Philip Chan. Yeah, Philip, Philip Chan. Chan. Yeah. Philip Chan. I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, and he had. Um, I think we had talked about this before, but he actually had a background in law enforcement in in his real life before. Um, uh, before yeah. So in the acting, yeah. anybody that sees him on film understands what's going to be happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah. No, and. When, cause I, I tried to watch it without looking anything up, and I was like, he's going to be a cop, isn't he? Oh, nice. Because <laughs> he always is. I like that. Um, and in fact, I love that, too, because um, I recently rewatched Bloodsport, and he's he's plays a cop in, in Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, sorry. I won't talk about Bloodsport. I love that movie. That's a, that's definitely a future <laughs> episode awesome. at yeah, some point. Totally. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, he, he like, Philip Chan loses his, his keys, and, like, he's trying to fish them out of a great while Richard Ng is doing his, his thing. Um, yeah. There's just like cleverness galore. Um, Cause Philip, yeah, he kind of really resourcefully creates this wire out of um, kind of out of nowhere. And so, yeah, he's trying to fish out of the great and then, yeah, what Richard's doing on the second car, it's not just his like windshield routine. Um, he puts this like pump, this like, air pump underneath the car to kind of like tip yeah. it up on its side. It's super yeah. smart because he uses oh, the tailpipe to inflate the the bag, yeah. and he also has this really fun tool. It's like a very specific tool to remove all four nuts off a tire at the same time. It's like a, yeah, a crank yeah. like uh, ratchet, but it like goes over all four nuts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And his vehicle is really uh, weird too. It's like this yeah, weird. I was gonna say this. Did you look up at all what this it's, is? This it's a made truck? up. It's a made up vehicle. Okay. Uh, and actually, when you look at the vehicle, there are markings like from like four different uh, manufacturers. Yeah, I was gonna say. Them. I feel like I. I feel like every time I looked at, it, I was like, wait, I thought it said because mm-hmm. it says like Datsun on one side, and it says like Mazda on another one. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um the the car that he's 
uh, stealing the tire off of is like a little Volkswagen Golf Cabriolet. That car's really. Th- that's the other thing. This car, this movie has a bunch of cool cars in it, and they'll maybe show oh, up man. for yeah. just a moment or two, or they'll just be there to get uh, in a huge pileup, which we'll be able to cover in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get there. I think that my, um, my favorite intro, though, is the <laughs> Charlie Chin. Charlie, yeah. This yes. next one is ingenious. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, Charlie Chen, I don't think has been on the podcast yet. No. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right. This is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to <laughs> welcome, yeah, welcome to Heroes Three. Because the the main movies that he he did a lot of like romance movies because he has this very like kind of suave kind of look to him. Yeah. yeah very tall, very chiseled features. Yeah. So yeah, he's kind of the heartthrob of um, the Lucky Stars crew, or at and, least he and, wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll we'll end up getting into it, but the actual specific cast um, does wiggle a little bit across the movies. Um, um, but yeah, I'm super partial to the to the five sum that we have here in the first movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I love this cast, and um, uh, yeah, they really play up on uh, your expectations with him too. So he's in a jewelry store, and what you kind of quickly find out is that he's basically hustling his way out of jewelry and it's really inventive actually uh, and actually dependent on other people in the in the store so he'll try on a watch and then he'll notice somebody and he'll pretend that they, they know each other and when he walks up to him he very <laughs> he slickly frames them for murder yeah, frames yeah. them like throwing a gun and he has like a squib to pretend like he got shot <laughs> yeah it's a, and yeah similar to um what we saw uh, with Richard Ng um, we see like a successful sting or yeah. whatever. And then um, he's trying this on in another jewelry shop across town. And yeah, that's such a, that's such a clever twist where he, he tries to pull the same stunt with this guy, but the guy that he does it with is actually about to rob the store with a gun. Yeah, it's so great. So it's they so think funny. that it just got, it got hot faster than they were thinking. So, so the cops show up and realize what's actually going on. Yeah. No. And then, um, the only uh, lucky star that doesn't quite get the same kind of introduction is uh, the character played by Stanley Fung, which ends up making sense by the time the movie's all all mm-hmm. finished. Um, and we kind of meet him at the police station as is it when Charlie's character is being brought in? Yes, yes, it's right, yeah. it's right here because he's also being taken to the to the paddy wagon at the same time. Yeah. And then we cut to Jackie's introduction, which is also like a really fun, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely playing with Jackie's awesome reputation as the guy we all love. Um, and here he is a, a cop, I would say very dissimilar from um, the a character he'd portray in the police story movies um, yeah yeah it's, it's, we're in this uh, dark uh, interrogation room and he's just like taking it out on this suspect he because he's he's accusing him of of having counterfeit money uh and then philip chan comes in and says all of the money that all of that money was real and you beat him up for no reason <laughs> and so he goes back in comes out and he just got the guy to beat him up to make up for it but yeah you get the sense that jackie's character like forced him to beat him up or yeah. he beat himself up or something it's it's funny because he comes out with those kind of over the top black eyes and mm-hmm. um and then there's a cool little beat when the uh the suspect and jackie kind of 
look at each other. But um, yeah, so Jackie's police officer in Winners and Sinners is he's kind of always running afoul of his superior and he is he's not kind of the leading light of the force. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, could, you know, I like, like that. Or it's like, he's, he's yeah, definitely not great. a super cop in this one. Yeah. He's always messing up. Everything's all, the situation's always blowing up in his face, which is really fun. So for our, like our, our stars meeting up, there's this, this kind of weird effect where it's like a still image of the prison. Yeah, It's almost like seventies TV. I was thinking it's a very sixties, seventies kind of thing where, it's like the circle kind of zooms out and we see the the five meeting and like kind of ordering themselves based on uh, an age. I like how they don't really dwell on that. You know, you could see in another movie they yeah, there would be their own scenes, like kind of making a name for themselves in the prison, which is like, oh, that's not the focus of this film. We just want them yeah. to get together. And then just following that they're getting out of prison and they're all together because they're homies now and i yeah. think there's a really funny beat where uh teapot <laughs> samo's character yeah. the only thing that he, he wears had the when, clothes he came in <laughs> yeah he's just yeah. got this cat suit on <laughs> that's really good yeah it's awesome we've talked about this before where um samo is more aware of his on-screen um presence than anyone and he so freely has fun with it um and he usually um portrays himself in this kind of like downtrodden oh shucks like butt of the joke kind of way and um yeah that's absolutely what's going on with uh teapot and winners and sinners but boy i really yeah it really (laughs) i don't know it really gets me it really works on me and and also whenever it uh samu is the youngest of them so he kind of becomes the the one that they you know they, they get stuck on all the dirty work, and there is an honest to god wah 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 <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> but he's not the only one getting out of prison. We also get to see this this crime boss uh, coming out, and all of his goons come to meet him and literally roll out a red carpet for him to, to leave the jail. Oh man. Yeah. It's awesome. And these goons, you know, all it's, of them in sunglasses. Um, and it's a murderous role. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like a lot of these like big players um, <clears throat> are pretty much mute for the first two thirds mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the boss yeah. itself is played by uh, James Ten, who we most like a couple of people in this movie. Actually, the main place we saw him was uh, Yes, Madam, where he was like the main, yeah. the main bad guy. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover with that film, actually, cast wise. There's a brief bit where um, Richard Ng kind of earns his his nickname for the rest of the movie, where he pretends to make this like loud pop noise to make a bus think they got a flat yeah yeah <laughs> and then all four of them doing the like the hiss like a the wheel going out i thought that was yeah funny. that's yeah awesome. that's really cute there's a, i love when they're riding on the bus and they're each trying to kind of like scare the driver and like outdo each other by like how notorious they are yeah that's yeah. really fun there's yeah this this bit right here with uh Kali is the actor that plays the bus driver. There's an even better bus gimmick in the next film that uses him as well that I can't wait to talk about when we do the next episode. Um, But yeah, like I was saying before, all of these guys, so we got Har Kong Fung, Dick Wei, Sang Kwai, Chung Fat, Peter Chan. I just, yeah, I love that they're all just 
you know, Samuel wants us to be in this movie. We'll just be in here for a little <laughs> bit. So all the guys are kind of crashing with Curly, and um, we're then going to get introduced to the female lead of the film, who's Curly's sister. And then <laughs> this is another bit in all these Lucky Stars films where it's like these films are pretty horny. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> They're all, and, and I think this is the more innocent of the set. <laughs> or um, no, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting a thing where all the main guys are kind of competing for the affection of the cute girl in the film and uh, Curly's sister, who. I, I don't remember if she even gets a name. I don't think she does. Because at one point, at one point, he even like introduces her as Susan. And then she's like, my name's not Susan. (laughs) And then never says what her actual name is. See, it's like a trick. You don't actually have to go through the Bechdel test if you don't give him a name. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Use your brain. Um, Yeah. But uh, she's played uh, here by Sherry Chung, who's yeah, yeah. super Chung. cute. She's so adorable in this film, and and she really is funny. She has some really good time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he yeah, gets I to do some cool stunts, movie. which is pretty, which is cool to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, later on in the film, um, you know, uh, the one person in the group that she ends up striking up uh, a connection with is Samo's character, and yeah, I I do really love their chemistry together especially on their like kind of date night on the boardwalk um later. yeah That's we can great. we can start talking about the night market scene then yeah because this the next scene is pretty just kind of a lot of goofy you know yeah sh- shenanigans yeah also what's so great about the market scene samo's in this kind of like little boy sailor yeah. uniform <laughs> um, it's like yeah, it's, it's so curly's cute. dad's outfit because they say that he was a sailor he was in the navy right? yeah totally and it's great that and, we get out like a wong fei hong joke that's pretty awesome oh it's yeah so good. yeah the 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 like this market it's kind of like a carnival almost with some of the stuff that's happening here um but yeah, there's like this guy that's like kind of like a snake oil salesman peddling the stuff. And you get to hear that classic on the general's orders. Yeah. And uh, Saigua Pao, who normally plays uh, like plays the character that he, mm. he you know, historically did. Yeah. Um, in all the old, you know, black and white Wong Fei Hung. Yeah. Film, and the, so. the guy that's playing the Wong Fei Hung type is Walter Tsotatwa, who we saw in... My young auntie playing the detective. He's really well known yeah, yeah. in Hong Kong cinema for playing detectives. He also played Long Fun in a lot of the Wong Fei Hung films from back oh, right. with Quan Ta King. Yeah, so, with the Quan Ta King. Yeah. So it's kind and of I lo- cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it, it's no, kind it's of cool great. to see that here in um, this this bit with them watching where there's this little guy and then they all kind of team up to really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my favorite bit in the whole film. It's so. It's so goofy. Uh, in in Spanish, they there's this phrase. It's called cocotazo, where you like hit somebody right in the, <laughs> head. in the head. That's totally what Samo does there. And then they all agree to just play it straight, like nothing happened. And you see the dude, and you see Samo really hit this guy in the head. Like it yeah. looks really hard. <laughs> so and yeah, then they all do that like oblivious, like mm-hmm. stare off into the distance, and yeah. yeah. But then, <laughs> oh my God! Then what happens is you get him. He yeah. leaves, and then and then Chu Chi Ling Chu Chi Ling shows up. Oh, dude, he's great. we haven't <laughs> seen him in a while. But no. we first met him on our very first episode, Snake in the Eagle Shadow, where he's like <laughs> the kind of uh, 
brawny poser in the mm-hmm. kung fu school that bruises his hand really badly with the bricks yes yeah, so good um, and i mean i think a lot of people might whether they recognize him or not they've probably seen him in kung fu hustle he plays a really yeah, great supporting role in with that the film. rings yeah. yes the hungar style like master and um i know i recognize his face but yeah yeah if you, you you'll totally recognize him and he's awesome he's a legend in hong kong cinema and um so they do uh, it's almost like the other guys outside of curly so they're always trying to separate curly from his sister so right, you can, yeah. can kind of kind of get on her right you can almost see that they're using this as an opportunity to turn things on to curly so they can have at you know like their competition with with uh his sister so <laughs> they tell curly to do the same thing give him a cocotazo in the head yeah. but then when it turns around it's like oh oh shit yeah. it's actually master <laughs> chuchi ling and, and curly like, doesn't like ride through it no. in the right way he's like looking right at him yeah. and like and then totally he's... guilty and then all of them are like looking right at Curly and then looking <laughs> <Right>. away. <laughs> it's very obvious. Every time it. I see this scene, I laugh out loud. Ugh, Every time. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> it's and so best. he fears out and chases him away. And it's also just cool, this location, you know, seeing this like night market and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the 80s, yeah. this this very, you know, um, unforgiving 80s like look to everything. It's it's really it's really entertaining <laughs> to me. Um, you've got another bit where um, Richard Ink's character exhaust pipe or tailpipe, depending on what film, what version. Oh yeah, you know what they call him in the in the dub. Oh, what's the actually? Yeah, what are all their names in the dub? Because that could be they only change two of them. Most oh. of them are the same. Okay. Um, but the then they actually call him Boomer. Boomer, <laughs> which we saw before. Oh in, um, nice, like Twin, Twin Dragons. dragons. Well, Twin Dragons, yeah. Yep. So. That's fun. Um, the only other one they change though is um, Charlie Chin's character. They his name's Vaseline, yeah, um, but they call him Greaser in the dub. Oh, okay, oh, I that could, works. I mean, it's like that adjacent. makes sense because and Vaseline is you know probably like a trademark yeah. or whatever. Yeah, totally. So, uh, what um, about um, Stanley Fung? Do I honestly don't think they ever say his name in the dub. So in different versions of the film, I've seen well and. I actually the the version that I shared with you guys is 20th Century Fox uh, US uh, DVD from like, early 2000s, and they call him Larry a couple of times in the subtitles. But I've also seen him. Um, that makes sense to go with Curly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Thing. I've also right, seen him right. listed as Rookie or or um yeah, it was Ranks r- was one that I saw. Oh, I think yeah, I think HKMDV has ranks listed so but yeah so uh exhaust pipe he's kind of playing this game with uh curly sister with the walkie-talkie and it kind of he kind of wanders off and there's like a i i guess like a little a band that starts playing and it's kind of like this little back and And forth they're they're playing young turks by yeah it's rod stewart yeah Yeah, it's really funny More and like pretty good but yeah it's interesting like the whole the whole family is blind i guess yeah i guess they're just yeah. closing their eyes <laughs> yeah feeling it man yep um which i was hoping one of y'all would say something because i feel like they have to be someone like 
I feel like everyone that has a bit like this is someone in in Hong Kong culture in yeah. 1983. So oh, you're I probably right. I I have more of a blind spot when it comes to like the pop music of the yeah, you know, early yeah. 80s in Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. yeah, that would that would make sense. I mean, like we're saying, this kind of stunt casting for anyone, pretty much anyone that has a line in the movie. So yeah, that would make sense. There's also a little bit here where. Um, Vaseline is trying to uh, get with Curly's sister and he's using Teapot, but it kind of backfires on him and Teapot takes advantage of that. And he ends up doing this, you know, they have their little mini date where they're kind of off walking and talking about things. And he's saying how he's like a nice guy and he could never like talk to a girl. And um, yeah, this is the bit where you see that Funging Man is kind of fishing. <laughs> you you don't know that he's there, but all of a sudden he pops up. He's like, "You guys are getting in the way of my fishing," and that's like the only line from him you see in the film, which is <laughs> yeah, really funny. Yeah, totally. Oh, also, we didn't call it out, but I really love the music in uh, Winners and Sinners. Like the yeah, the, it, the main it theme sounds... at the beginning, and then there's some kind of cute music here as well. There is yeah, that main it, like very it heroic very, theme. Very... Is... Very Star Wars. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, yeah, they play that really theme a couple of times. Once at the beginning, and then once uh, during Jackie's uh, roller skating. Yeah. segment yeah. and then and then there's the main theme like the actual song theme yeah um, that like cheery happy song and so this is, um, it's most likely Chris Bobbida that did the music, but Frankie Chan's also credited. Oh, cool. Um, kind of per, per use, as, as we said, during this uh, nice. Golden Harvest. Yeah, and in the um, the Japanese version, there's a really fun song, because uh, they always put a little bit of effort into localizing the films when they release them in theaters in Japan. I think it's called Super Superstar. That song's really fun too i like that oh cool so a very quick googling one of the blind musicians is albert chung or mohao chung who apparently was just a he was just a big pop singer in in hong kong in the late 70s nice so he has music on itunes so oh, oh sweet awesome awesome dude good find <laughs> so our friends start a cleaning company together so it's like a little bit of progression plot wise <laughs> and there's a really fun montage and it, there's this um there's this scene where they're all hanging out on a set of steps that i feel is like very genuine um you see them yeah, all it, like hanging like, out they're all laughing and, and goofing on yeah, each other totally. it feels very real like it doesn't feel like it was done for the movie specifically yeah. it's just them screwing around yeah when you and, see Samo kind of react to getting the stuff spilled on him and then doing it to well and Samo's kind of like the cinderella of the group it's like he has to kind of like <laughs> 
you know, carry all the stuff and he's kind of, yeah, last one in or first one in, last one out kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we get our next Jackie cameo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's cool because all of his like his cameo role is like split up as like its own little progressing plot, like every 30 minutes, I guess (laughs) you could almost see him being in his own film and he's kind of peeking into this movie uh, every once in a while. Oh, that's fun. I like yeah. That. So there's uh, Samuel, our teapot and Curly's sister are in a, a, like a fast food restaurant in a mall, it looks like. And when they sit down, Jackie shows up and he kind of commandeers the table. And actually, yeah, Jackie's kind of pushy. You're, you don't expect him to be yeah, that type really. of character in a movie, especially around this time. And the fact he's like pushing, you know, his big brother, or big brother, yeah, big. Around. <laughs> yeah, super, super. But you also get the sense this is like Samo's idea. Like, yeah, push me around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a group of thugs that are going to be robbing the bank. And there's like a very cartoonish little guy like that's like behind the gun. <laughs> so he holds up the restaurant and it erupts into this short uh, action sequence. Yeah. And, um, and we should say Yun Byu is one of the main action directors of the movie, even though his his on-screen part's pretty pretty tiny. But there are some cool uh, behind-the-scenes photos yeah. um, that show him working on this sequence. Yeah, really, I really fun, it. really fun. Um, yeah, this, this fight is – it's only like a minute at the most, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it is – it's up there with with other Jackie fights. Like there's some yeah, incredible totally. flips and kicks and stuff. When is that explosive? It's it's funny. It's kind of the style that um, I I associate with like a little bit later, like mid to late eighties. Yes, um, you know, incorporating more of the kickboxing um, kind of like elements in the fighting, and then just some faster cuts. Uh, yeah, the cuts. Dude, yeah, super super exciting. And yeah, mm-hmm. this is like. All before police story, so right. Uh, it was the cuts that are really something that I noticed this time around. Um, you're expecting these wide, long shots, but actually, there's some sequences where like a uh, two move sequence has like four cuts in between them. It's kind of surprising to see that from Samuel and Jackie here, but it actually kind of makes for an interesting scene. And maybe they were experimenting with it because this isn't you know a mainly action film or maybe it's because i don't know they wanted to try some interesting camera angles because you see some like under the like from the floor up like camera shots and some uh like from the ceiling down camera shots which is interesting yeah but, totally um, regardless well, I mean, it's crazy to think about it it's like you have arguably the two greatest um you know, screen fighters of all time, Samo and Jackie, and you have their incredible brother, Yun Byu, choreographing behind the scenes. Um, I think for for these guys that are that skilled and that seasoned, um, short takes uh, translate to like really short <laughs> production, actually. Mm-hmm. So it, <laughs> yeah. it could even be it's like limited amount of time in this location or something i don't think uh, yeah. it takes away from the fighting at all no but i it's, think it's, it's really, really interesting yeah, to see. it's exciting man yeah, yeah yeah and they punctuate it with a great stunt and actually it's the one of the stuntmen that are uh you know getting the focus here because he's bearing the brunt of jackie's like super strong <laughs> super kick he flies through the window lands on like a ledge and then totally eats it on the ground <laughs> yeah. i feel so bad for that guy <laughs> pour one out for this stunt man 
Because uh, you think it's gonna like he's gonna just fall behind like this concrete wall and yeah. you know, presumably land on a uh, a soft bag of some kind. But no, nah, he just lands right on it and rolls onto the the ground. It's some straight up like ragdoll physics looking stuff. <laughs> but believe it or not, not the most painful fall in this movie. <laughs> right. No. There's there's one later on that looks looks really bad so we'll get to it though yep um oh also we didn't mention jackie's outfit here the like little newsboy cap oh he's yeah. rocking this yeah the flat cap um yeah i feel like this is pretty pretty classic actually um, yeah it's great we're gonna yeah. get a lot of 80s jackie fashion in these films oh dude totally yep fine so and yeah, Winners and Sinners is a really good movie, I think, to pair with, say, Wheels on Meals. For one, um, most of our lucky stars are actually in Wheels on Meals when we get to yeah. the, yes. um, the psychiatric hospital. And then, yeah, well, we'll get to it. But a lot of the great 80s color and flair and uh, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, our next wacky bit, <laughs> it, it focuses on Richard Ng and that. I, it's pretty funny. It goes on a little longer than it should, I feel, but it's yeah. it's it's really funny on the outset. It's super memorable. It's probably yeah. like the non-Jackie sequence that um that everyone remembers um, yep. ha- having He's reading a he's reading a guide to invisibility. Yeah, it's spelled <laughs> yeah, wrong here. It's misspell invisibility. <laughs> yeah, and the crew um, like sees that he's doing it and they set him up where they're like, "Oh, well, he'll like he'll overhear them." discussing it saying like well if he's wearing clothes how is he going to be invisible you know you, you got to take off your clothes if you want to be invisible <laughs> basically setting him up and he totally falls for it and uh he's walking around naked and they're playing it real straight and uh the sister gets involved too and he goes upstairs trying to sneak a peek of her in the bath but it totally like backfires on him yeah and it's, yeah uh, totally because she has like her knee sticking out yeah um, yeah of the of the <laughs> and whenever she finally does get up she's just wearing a swimsuit <laughs> yeah yeah it's good one <laughs> yeah, it's one brief uh, uh subtitle line that made me laugh was uh whenever i think it's john shum knows that he's about to like like get the chair basically pulled out from underneath him. Oh, yeah. And right before it, he just says, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. great. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'll bet a lot of people said that on the set for a Samo movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a really cool sequence. Like I'm with you, Carlos. It could probably be trimmed a little bit, but I like that um, as it escalates, the other dudes, like their commitment to the bit really gets tested. Yeah. yeah I and like that too. They end up really kind of all sort of suffering for it. And I like what gets us out of it is um, our man <laughs> Wu Ma showing up for yeah. his for his cameo is like a mail delivery his, guy. His contractual obligation to appear in in every yeah he's great in every Heroes three movie. <laughs> and of course he's you know not being in on the gag. He's like, who's this weird naked dude? Yeah, I love his lines too. It's like something like he's like, you can see me. He's like, I wish I couldn't I see. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, totally. that's awesome. Yeah, really funny, really funny. And we do get a couple of moments in the movie where they end the scene on a freeze frame. The first one is uh, with Teapot coming back from his date with uh, Curly's sister. And the second one is here when uh, Curly realizes that uh, 
exhaust pipe was peeping on his sister and they all tossed soda cans at him. And there's this weird like rotoscope blushing effect mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Richard English's right. face, which is it's really weird, but yeah. yeah. Whatever. But yeah, it's it's a good it's a good freeze frame. <laughs> oh man, uh, then the the next sequence is this is yeah, this is another scene that people come to the movie for. Oh yes. Um, yeah. There's uh Jackie's been kind of demoted to uh, picking up litter and, and stop people from littering in the park. And uh, I love that this little boy drops his ice cream and he thinks he's littering and throws his ice cream away <laughs> yeah. and the little boy starts crying. Yeah, uh, I love that it's like even on like a small scale, like on the innocent, like keeping the peace side of his job, Jackie's mm-hmm. character is like he still sucks at that too. Yeah. Um and then but yeah, so uh basically Jackie's uh, girlfriend shows up kind of across this plaza and he's like waving at her and then he like whistles at her, but it's like this perfectly um, mistimed whistle um, that this other tough guy uh, (laughs) notices and assumes is meant for his girlfriend and it's Yoon Byu and it's just, it's dude, it's so delicious seeing Yoon Byu being like the pissed off, like <laughs> tough guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause usually he's a lot more like, he's kind of like the, Oh shucks guy. In a lot yeah. Of and to kind of <laughs> position oh him guy. sort of like above Jackie and hierarchy or something yeah. is really cool. But, um, best of all, we get this incredible explosive mm-hmm. wish it were longer, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it, is it brilliant? little fight um, with these two guys. Yeah. And like yeah, out, seconds and it's yeah so outside of that great s- sequence um, outside at night in dragons forever, where the three of them are fighting mm-hmm. each other. Um, this is, yeah, this is ultimate highlight real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. The other thing to note is that Yoon Byu's girlfriend, did you recognize her? Yeah. It's Moon Lee. Yeah. It's Moon Lee. <laughs> We've yeah. seen her a handful of times on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny. It's kind of in line with like the Mr. Vampire kind of role where it's like, Oh, it's by the way, it's Moon Lee. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. She's awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also we should say, uh, Lam Ching Ying is yeah, also does Mr. an action director behind the scenes. Yes. And then, yeah, he has that, that kind of bit part later. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we get to see some roller skates, guys. Yeah, I know. Whenever they said, oh, we're going to do a roller skating competition. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like one of these like very Bollywood-esque things where it's like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of entertainment for everyone in this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when I first saw the movie, this was like my favorite part. I think I was um, oh, yeah. like excited to have discovered it and was like still in a in an amazing like afterglow of wheels on meals. And um, yeah, this is kind of an amazing companion to all the skateboarding and wheels on meals. And we mentioned which um, back in that episode, actually, that, yeah, it was actually, actually Jackie roller on roller skates. Yeah. Um, Cause he's and, amazing at it. Yeah, totally. But yeah, this is just this delicious like eighties kind of contrivance here that we have mm. it's like okay you know you have you have your roller skating competition i do Duh. yeah okay <laughs> um and yeah it's some awesome stunts um a mix of things that jackie's doing himself and i don't know who the roller skating double is for, for yeah for whoever that is stunts, is insane because yeah. they're doing yeah, some crazy yeah, there's stunts. one split that is really like it's genuinely amazing like yeah. this full split yeah, and the totally. roller skates going under stuff did i ever tell you guys about the time that i did the splits 
It, no. it, oh, man. Was it intentional? It was not intentional. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> My wife and I were out. We were uh, actually we were in a park and we were tossing a Frisbee around and there was like some dew on the grass. It wasn't it was a little more slippery than I expected. And I <laughs> reached out to catch the Frisbee and I caught the Frisbee. But I did the Lots splits. <laughs> oh, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> what happened? The, you... the world went like black and white for like three seconds. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yikes. But I'm still here. Um, yeah, yeah, that's man. why Jackie didn't do the splits. Back, so. The other thing yeah. I wanted to mention is that the MC for this event is actually the script yeah. writer, Barry Wong. That's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we've seen him do cameos and other. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But the whole kind of contrivance for this uh scene is that uh chu uh the 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 gang boss chu he's having this like they're doing a deal basically they're meeting somebody that's going to offer them money for some counterfeit uh, so there's going to be a random white expat yeah um, <laughs> that you'll need to <laughs> yeah, meet up with right this the white guy's crediting is just ronnie <laughs> yeah. oh nice i didn't know that that's great so they're here to uh, meet up and do this exchange. But during this event, you see that Mars and uh, Huang Ha are in the yeah, audience and they're yeah. taking advantage of the situation and they actually uh, steal the suitcase with the counterfeit plates. And uh, Jackie, being a cop, has to jump into action and he's on roller skates. So here we have a great legendary chase right now. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's and they they throw the briefcase into the the five lucky stars cleaning yeah uh, truck so so that we have the rest of the movie <laughs> but then the focus is on on this incredible chase yeah starts on foot then ends up being in a car um the mm. uh, Mars uh, commandeers a vehicle and Jackie's in pursuit on his roller skates did you guys ever play this game I think it was on sega genesis only maybe it was on super nintendo as well it's called skitchen it was like road no, rash no. it was like road rash but like you're on um rollerblades and i always thought about skitching when i oh, <laughs> watched wow. this could film. you like catch a ride on the yeah like, tail of that's the actual term oh, cool. it's called that's what skitching. skitching yeah oh yeah. Right. so it's like your marty, marty mcfly does yep yeah um yeah so yeah, you get a bit yeah. of yeah jackie is jackie's sketching on a bunch of different cars and then eventually he just overtakes this guy on a on a uh, motorcycle one amazing stunt though on the rollerblades is going the going underneath the semi truck yeah oh, dude so great that's you know, and it's funny people call out project a which is released after winners and sinners um uh, is this kind of pivotal moment in action cinema because Jackie plays multiple takes of the clock tower fall. Um, but actually here in Winners and Sinners, um, uh, the split turn on the roller skates during mm-hmm. the competition, um, Samo does like a double or triple shot of that. And then this oh. skate skating underneath the semi gets like yeah. a double or triple as well. So, um, yeah. I mean, not maybe not a, a huge deal. It's still a, an awesome moment in Project A, but yeah, let's throw a little credit Samuel's way. And I just even even still watching it for the podcast, it's just so terrifying to see a person, you know, at full <laughs> yeah. speed fly underneath a semi between its tires. It's like, yikes! 
That's so crazy. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I mean, we we've mentioned that it's uh, Jackie's role in the movie is more like a glorified cameo, but having this giant action sequence mm-hmm. that's really of the caliber of like a Jackie Chan, you know, Golden Harvest production of the eighties. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty damn special yeah again it's like this is all pre-police story so Mm. in some ways this scale of of stunt is kind of you know it's kind of revolutionary for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah Um, the other thing that i really wanted to say too is just the way that that sequence plays out you see him go underneath and it's under cranked and then he immediately lays down flat so a vehicle can drive over him that's also under cranked I totally get Buster Keaton energy from. I was a hundred percent going to say, oh, dude. Yep. Jackie Chan's talked before about Buster Keaton yeah. being a influence, but that is one hundred percent a Buster Keaton stunt. Yeah, for sure. Not just yeah. Jackie, but Samuel like definitely has an appreciation for him too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then seeing him do this leap onto the motorcycle, mm-hmm. overtaking it, and then uh, just the sequence following where you get this huge oh blues brothers. I was, like, I literally wrote bruise brother. Ian. <laughs> yeah. yeah Car it's, crash. It's, it's definitely the biggest pileup we've seen on the podcast, right? Oh it's yeah. Ridiculous. It's I, insane. It is so good. It goes on for like two full minutes mm-hmm. of just these cars rolling over and, and different, like interesting things happening. Like, I love the one car that gets spun around and then the back of it just gets completely torn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like an aerial camera looking down. So you've got a couple of sequences where it almost looks like choreographed, uh, you know, car yeah. dancing. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. I think and then the car that the guy that stops just short of the truck and is like, oh, that was close. And then gets <laughs> slammed in the back by five other cars. Yeah. 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 I think I want to I think Blackie Co was um yeah behind all this stuff yeah i believe Um, he was involved with the film as well yeah but yeah i mean this is legendary and i want to is this i think it might be before it's before jackie has his mitsubishi contract i want to say yeah i don't know Um, how that plays out you don't actually i don't i don't recognize any mitsubishis in this because yeah i don't think there are any in this which which is (laughs) amazing because um i mean as we've mentioned like he's has so much <laughs> latitude with the Mitsubishi yeah. Corporation once, um, once they have that partnership. Um, but yeah, how do how do you put this thing together? Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. The the next scene we see the the crime boss figures out that the the lucky stars have the have the briefcase, so they hire them to be the cleaners. Um, and that's where we get to see uh, Mr. Vampire himself, Flam Ching Ying. Yeah, a bit part. He he plays a pretty sharp um character he's you you almost feel like they're setting him up as like a heavy for the end of the film but he Mm -hmm. doesn't get any action yeah Um, yeah i mean because like you said earlier there's this murderer's role so you're kind of wondering like okay well who's gonna be the kind of big bad in the final fight sort of ends up being dick way which is great Mm -hmm. um um, but yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of potential energy, uh, here in the villain cast. I also really like the, uh, uh, Ty Bo's character who is kind of like the boyfriend of the, the crime boss's, uh, daughter. Um, yeah. He actually yeah, gets, he's kind of, kind of like wimpy yeah. son-in-law. Yeah. He has his own little mini arc of development because <laughs> he start the movie. He's like the chauffeur. <laughs> And then, like yeah. the his daughter, the 
Chu's Chu's daughter says that um, they're getting engaged, and by the end of the film, he proves himself. And it's, yeah, it's kind of funny how that works out. But basically, like the like last half an hour, like once after this this big sequence, then they go to the mansion, and then they kind of it looks like they're like, oh, why can't we be hot shots? And they're like, hey, let's crash this party. <laughs> and then yeah. that's when everything really starts to get crazy. I love the way they get into the party is they just have these these cigars that have this comical <laughs> amount of smoke coming out of <laughs> yeah, it. So yeah, you awesome. can't recognize them. Yeah, it's really great. And already here in 1983, you're seeing like Samo just gets so much bang for his buck. It's like it all shows up on screen, like shooting in these interesting locations, um, you know, whether it's the food court or the night market. Um, And then this party like really does feel extravagant, Um, something that we sometimes love about Hong Kong uh, films of this period is uh, sometimes um, efforts to kind of to kind of depict like i don't know a lot of like bombast or wealth or whatever mm-hmm. we have something to be desired but in a way that's really kind of charming um but yeah this all feels like really kind of uh really impressive and yeah. um i also just love seeing our five stars kind of all tucked up and yeah cool cool imagery here yeah and i love the we talk about the stunt white casting a lot in the show and in the the extras speaking in English are great because they're just <laughs> completely saying like yes hello I agree yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome hello ah, excuse me oh oh hello hello Hi. yeah right I did too um Curly trying to be a big shot uh kind of <laughs> yeah. blows up on him so he goes to meet with Chu. And then Chu is cornering him about the suitcase. And obviously they don't even know that they have that suitcase. Then it turns into this huge fight where uh, Chu sicks all his men on our crew. And honestly, like the only screen fighter we have here is Samo. So I really think it's interesting how this plays out and actually how they squeeze interesting moments out of uh, these actors that aren't professional fighters on screen. So um, yeah, totally. Uh, before before we get into that, though, my favorite evil high class villain in, the, in a comedic movie moment I think I've ever seen is John Shum getting kicked by the crime boss, <laughs> and then one of the lackeys polishes his shoe after he. Kicks Isn't him. that it's awesome? So I love that oh, bit, and it's uh, is perfectly gifable too. So you'll definitely be seeing that. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh yeah. Also, all of the like the baddies are in these matching tan suits. Um, and it just yeah, looks like a cartoon or something. It's super fun. Yeah. Like one faction's all in the black suits. The other one's all in the tan suits. Right. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's super fun. So when the fighting breaks out, you've got all these comedic moments with our characters. So I really enjoy uh, Curly's sister. We talked a little bit about how she gets action in this. And uh, she doesn't really fight, but just the way that she falls, I guess, is really fun to me how she kind of pushes herself off of a wall to uh Mm -hmm. land on top of one of the goons and then they kind of do a double of that where she tries to do it again and then they let her go and then she just yeah like free falls to the ground that's really entertaining um there's one goofy part where she kicks a guy in the crotch and it's like this this string pull where the guy goes flying back yeah yeah piano yeah there are these moments where it's just uh, dude it's it's oh man yeah it's so 
uh, I know we've talked about before how like Samo in particular and a lot of the great action directors, um, you know, like definitely the case with uh, Yuen Wuping as well, um, where they really know how to flatter the performers, especially mm. the non-martial arts performers. And uh, I think in lesser hands, what you would see is basically just like rampant doubling. Yeah. And that's not Samuel's approach here. Instead, it's like, um, let's devise choreography that flatters them. Mm-hmm. And so we're yeah. going to see them you know, stay in character. Um, we're going to see these recognizable faces. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, the movie's so much better for it. Yeah. my uh, an- Other moments that I really love, uh, Charlie Chin's character, Vaseline, doing, like, basically, like, like, pose fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I love how the goon totally falls into that. Both moments when this happens in the film, they just kind of, it's almost like they're stuck in a viper's trance. Like I have to do a pose too. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Richard Ng doing his little oh, shuffle. So funny. Is yeah. it kills me <laughs> every time. It's it's too funny. Yeah. So Richard Ng does this kind of fisticuffs, put her up like stance, <laughs> and he's yeah. basically doing like spins and dances around the opponent, and he'll just lightly tap on them like every four yeah. or five seconds. Yeah, he has like this Stan Laurel quality from yeah. like Laurel and Hardy or something. Oh, it's so great. Yep. And I also I'm giving you the beating of your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every everybody's great in this. I I just love how everybody plays up to the camera. Even uh, John Shum, his Curly does this kind of very straight armed punch like very persistent thing where he's like you know if I, if I just give it my all it's bound to work and it actually does end up working but it looks ridiculous I love that as well um so yeah this whole sequence is really entertaining even though Sam was the only pro like on the hero side and um this ends with his own kind of stunt where they're doing this um basically breathing fire thing to escape so they light yeah. a table on fire and then he's holding off Samo does this awesome slow-mo leap yeah um over the table mm-hmm. breaking the window getting outside yeah yep and yeah you know it, it's funny it's like what you're saying is you know Samo's really the only you know kind of bona fide action performer and as we've said Samo is possibly the greatest like on-screen action performer of of all time you know it, each each year that goes by, I kind of I find myself moving more in the direction of like, yeah, I think Samo may have been the best to ever do it actually. But anyways, that's that's a conversation for another time. But <laughs> it does kind of point at the underlying concept of the Lucky Stars movie, which is movies, which is like, okay, does this really work? Like, if it's going to feel like we're in an action comedy, but only one of these guys can do those things. Yeah. Um, and this is, I think, one of the maybe more kind of successful um, physical sequences that does involve like our, our whole stars crew. And like we've been saying, um, that requires a lot of like really clever, resourceful choreography to kind of like make everyone look their best. But yeah, it's, I, I think if someone watches all the Mo- Lucky Stars movies and still walks away kind of thinking like, oh, I don't know if that all works i i could sort of get it you know it's mm-hmm. like I, I find it charming that we have this kind of combination that um does have this inner tension in it it's like oh are these guys like straight comic performers and their fighting is just like a big goof um 
you know, or are we going to come to expect some actual kind of beat em ups? And I think it's really, I don't know, I think it's really fun kind of the combination that we get. But yeah, it is really, it is really interesting. And I imagine part of the experience of, of Wheels on Meals really had to have been like Samo viewing um, his experience from Wonders and Sinners and My Lucky Stars by that point and seeing like, okay, but how could it work if actually the core team were all incredible mm. martial artists? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, so, yeah, really interesting. Uh, honestly, like hearing Samo talk about these films, one of the things that I remember him saying was that the five lucky stars are there to bring joy to the people that see them. So I honestly <laughs> feel like even in the fighting, even in the action, he just wants people to be having a good time. So I, I think, you know, the, the entertainment and the comedy is kind of one step. Right. Like front. there's no restricting rules. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever brings you joy, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, he was very successful in uh, doing that in this film. I think, like I said before, where, where the film can find a fault is when people are expecting an action film with comedy involved where i feel like it's a comedy yeah. film with action it's, yeah with some action yeah, yeah yeah totally but this this scene is capped with them making a break for it and they get to their van and actually this is pretty funny too they make it into the van and you see the van driving away and then samuel's like wait 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then when yeah, he gets that, in that, i will say they the dub did a really good job with this oh, cuz nice. samuel gets in and he's he's all mad at them he's like i thought we were i thought we were friends that we were brothers just sticking together <laughs> and then he looks around and sees that everyone is being held hostage yep. by the the goons he says i'm sorry I got the wrong van. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, and then and then they like hold it up, gun up to him. He says, "This one will do fine." Yeah, that is so good. I actually get some uh, kung fu hustle energy. You know, like the scene where um, the landlady and landlord are in the car with the axe gang guy. Like, I kind of get like some of that same energy from that as this. Oh, scene. totally. Yeah, that's really funny. So they all get. Uh, to meet the other boss, uh, Hole, his name is, and he wants the suitcase. So what happens is he holds Curly's sister hostage, and then they're, they need to like make a deal to uh, get her back. So that basically sets up the finale of the film. So yeah. uh, they go home, they get the suitcase open, and like Samuel opens it like on his first try. <laughs> the combination mm-hmm. is like he lands it perfectly. But... Um, then they see that you know all of this money's in the suitcase, but um, Larry's like, "Hey, this is like all counterfeit. This is worthless." But they're like, "Yeah, okay. it's kind of like the Goonies." Uh, see, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I do love whenever they see the money, all of them are grabbing it, and they're like, "Oh, this is so cool! All this money." Yeah. And then when they find out it's fake, I think it's uh, the Charlie Chin carries like. There's things that are more important than money, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so that's, great. That's awesome. Uh, um, yeah, so they know that they have to use this to get uh, them back. But they also need to survive. So they want to kind of make a little plan to make this work. And uh, they Samo changes into a red track suit, which I love. Yeah, to counter Jackie's yellow track suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they lure uh, Chu's men out and they get towards this like warehouse and they have a big action sequence here where uh, they're using every inch of this warehouse. I love that Samuel gets into a forklift um, 
he does the things yeah. in a forklift that I always want to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Which I feel like there was some episode where we talked about because obviously a lot of kung fu movies end up having showdowns in warehouses because a lot of stuff you can do in them. And we said, I wonder if there's one that has forklifts. And I feel like one of y'all mentioned this. So, oh cool yeah, enough. maybe I do remember. There's a short bit in. Uh, Iron Angel and Midnight Angel, Iron Angel, how many different names, <laughs> Angel, uh, that had yeah. a, a forklift at the end. But yeah, I always love seeing heavy machinery used in action sequences. Yeah, um, totally. The other thing. Yeah, it's I, so interesting because this has like all, the the amount of bad guys, the location, like just the scope of the sequence. Uh, it's got like all the ingredients for like an incredible, you know, golden harvest um final fight but uh we are a little bit kind of fenced in by what we've been talking about which is like we pretty much just have sammo Mm. to kind of deliver it um and again i think there's so much ingenuity to make this all work um if you're coming to this movie i think uh your buddy should probably tell you, um, you know, where Jackie Chan appears and where he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be holding out any hope for like <laughs> Jackie to pop up here. Um, you'll you'll probably be disappointed if you're going into it that way. But yeah, I think this is yeah really super clever use of the space and um, for me. And yeah, also just the spectacle, just the sheer amount of like bad guys. Yeah, is for me, that's what I really enjoy is seeing all these heavies from this era of Hong Kong cinema, like going crazy. I love that there's like this comedic bit where Chu has like his top henchmen are Chung Fat and Dick Wei, and they don't really do much. And there, it finally builds to a head where uh, Dick Wei pulls a gun. And that's actually its own kind of running joke where towards the end of the film, Dick Wei keeps pulling a gun out and uh, Chu's like, don't, like what are you doing like we want him alive and it like turns into this comedic thing where it's like don't use a gun like what's wrong with you even though he's like the boss the gang lord (laughs) i thought that was really funny but there's this line where he says to them they're both standing in front of him and he's like you guys have just been posing cool all day go do something (laughs) (laughs) yeah so good i really love that and i love that chung fat has like this almost purple jerry curl fro going on through the whole yeah movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really funny but we get to see um i'm sure it's a double but um richard in character gets like ran up a set of stairs and there's this great slow-mo shot of him like diving off of the stairs onto this big crowd of people yeah that's great <laughs> and this is where we get to see that incredibly painful looking fall where um someone texts the charlie chin character and he does like this really cool kick. It might be a double, but it's 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 either way. It's a really cool kick. Um, but the guy does this almost a full backflip and lands like right on his neck. Yeah, and it looks it looks so cool, but it looks like it hurt. We also get to see him do some of that fun uh, pose yeah, fighting, like goofy posing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really good. Mm. I think that uh, when it comes to fighting, besides uh, Jackie Yumbu their little interaction for me uh, is Samuel using the staff against all of our. Yes. Yeah. This is a super great sequence. And honestly, it's probably like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, (laughs) but seeing Samuel using a staff is just glorious. And it's always good. Yeah. Seeing him really put the weapons up on these dudes. is really great. 
Sang Kwai and Peter Chan, like, they both are, like, these bald-headed goons, and they wear, like, kind of these bowler hats, right? And <laughs> there's a bit where they jump into frame, and uh, Sang Kwai then jumps in, and they both have, like, this motion where they wipe the sweat off of their head. Yeah. And uh, Peter Chan's Man, like... I love Sang Kwai's look. Yeah, so. yeah. He's like, where, why are you sweating? Where were you? And he's like, uh, I was looking for you guys because he hasn't been in the whole scene until that point. Yeah, <laughs> this is really funny. Don't you have the sense like he wasn't in the production, like <laughs> he was occupied somewhere? Yeah, it and seems having, like, like it. A little fun with that. Also, um, yeah, it's so brilliant the staff, uh, like Samo going to the staff because it's like okay, now I have the means to, um, not kind of disappoint my buddies who I called in to be in this movie. <laughs> And probably promise them like a big fight scene at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other and, thing that I've heard, you know, it's it's I just have to kind of throw my own weight around and kind of fight everybody all at once. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've heard about productions like this is that they would have everybody on set, even if they weren't on camera, because of them coming up with ideas they might want to use somebody else. So Richard Ng in his interview said that <laughs> even if they weren't on camera, they'd all have to be on set. So you can imagine like this huge crowd of people just waiting and wondering, oh, are they going to use me? <laughs> this is like really crazy <laughs> yeah, thinking totally. of, about a production like this, like how that works. Yeah. And it's funny if you contrast it with um, a Samuel film from, you know, several years later, say like Millionaires Express. I know we've talked about how um, time kind of ran out at the very end of the movie, but really for the most part, it's brilliant use of every, of every kind of action performer. Mm. Um, and I think by that time, Samo had really kind of mastered the giant ensemble and how to kind of like bring the best out of everyone and find their own little moments. Yeah. Yeah. So this scene builds to a head where, um, choose goons get, get our heroes and then they know that Ho has uh, Curly and his sister. So um, they kind of set it up so they all have to meet. And things are looking bad. But then all the like police and military show up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good dub line too. Because there's this, it's this awesome scene where like the music builds and, and all of these, these cops come bursting in. And there's, there is great a bit of physical comedy where all of them are like lining up around to, to, you know, kind of take all these guys captive. And some of them stand on like the rollers and are like slipping around while everyone else is looking all cool. That's really funny. Yeah. I'm glad that you noticed that there's also a bit in the, uh, in Chu's mansion when, uh, Sang Kwai and Peter Chan both jump down from the stairs, uh, above and they jump down onto the piano and they totally bail, but it's like played like they're <laughs> right. cool. It's so funny actually, like seeing uh, like your expectations some subverted, like yeah. through the action. <laughs> I think that's a really smart comedic tool that they use but in the dub after all of these guys come bursting in the windows and i feel like they burst through more windows than the warehouse actually has <laughs> yeah that's yeah, nice. great <laughs> uh, but uh but i think it's uh curly says wow it's just like the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, that's awesome yeah that's great and this is where we get a reveal that stanley fung's character was uh was an undercover cop the whole time mm. and they able to get the the boys in blue to to sweep in and save the day. Yeah, it's actually pretty smart. Or the boys in green, I guess, because Hong <laughs> Kong. But you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's it's pretty smart how they handle that throughout the film. It's one of these 
things where uh knowing this you look for it when you watch yeah. the film and they actually are pretty smart in how they handle that because he'll have some moments where he gives like a knowing glance uh, mm-hmm. i think about when they're looking at the money and the suitcase and stuff so yeah if you totally. know that already you're like oh yeah they you know they definitely planned this out ahead of time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah which is uh, awesome and even in the very first scene where he's introduced, he's kind of right. like he's coming out the, of the police station. Yeah, yeah. You think that the the cop that's arresting him is like antagonizing him, but when you rewatch it, you can tell he's kind of like ribbing him a little bit because because like they work together. It's not a person that's just arresting. Yeah, totally. I love this little like uh, farewell where. <laughs> Each member of the Lucky Stars kind of gives him some advice or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and kind of punches him on the shoulder. Um, yeah, it's just it's just funny, and it's all in one take. It's great, mm-hmm. right? And then there's just one last really short scene where basically the the police are like awarding people and and everything, and and Jackie gets kind of a a, a merit award or something like that, kind of <laughs> right? Like, it's like his little participation trophy, kind of. Yeah, it's like so. a little banner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah, basically then, it. Um, yeah. And we get a nice little like Jackie little and Sam frame. together again. Yeah. For a they're like carrying off their, their, their girlfriends in a freeze frame. Yeah. It's almost like they're like, we need something for a freeze frame. Ah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. So Matthew, was this film what you expected it to be? It's, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess based on the name, Five Lucky Stars, it is what I thought it was going to be. Based on the name Winner and Sinners, I thought it's it's not what I thought it was going to be. Because oh. it seems more like a, like a, it's a goofy comedy that has some cool action bits in it. Not like a, a you know, a kung, straight up kung fu comedy or, or whatever. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. It reminded me a lot of, of uh, Wheels on Meals, just less kung fu-y. Mm. Yeah, totally. It kind of it does really sort of set the stage for Wheels on Meals, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. And at seeing modern day, quote unquote, modern day movies in eighties Hong Kong is always great. Yeah, totally. Everything's very like light, like very white, mm-hmm. pastel, sunny, <laughs> pastels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, and I knew that car pile up would. Oh my god! I go love down it. real well. So yeah, that's uh, that's winners and sinners. I had a ton of fun watching this, and I definitely if it, it's not too hard to find. I don't think it's streaming in any major places, but it's it's definitely worth a worth searching around for. Yeah, I actually have it. I mean, I have that DVD that I shared with you guys. There's a Fortune Star Blu-ray set that I got um, a while back. I think it's Korean region because the default subtitles are Korean, but. Um, uh, you can play it on a U.S. Blu-ray player, and the subtitles are in English as well. Um, and uh, is it 88 Films or Eureka? One of one of these companies. I think Eureka. Yeah, yeah they're doing a... It's not out yet, but uh, I think it comes out in March. There's a Lucky Stars yeah, a Blu-ray, Blu-ray box, set. box set that I'm really excited about that... Uh, yeah, I pre-ordered it right away, and that's going to have a ton of features on it. I think it's like the, you know, kind of the next gen of like the stuff that we were kind of talking about before we recorded about DVDs and all this where <laughs> um, Blu-rays are kind of lacking when it comes to extra features these days, mostly. Um, this is definitely calling back to those uh, days of loaded DVDs with like ton of features. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely yeah, worth checking awesome. out. 
Well, thank you so much for taking a listen to our show. If you liked it, you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to it on. You might be listening to this on Spotify, and if you are, hello, welcome. Oh, yeah, um, nice. We're on Spotify now, if that's more convenient for you. We are at Heroes, the number three podcast on most social media platforms. And Carlos, what is our training for next week? Well, we're going to be continuing with our Lucky Stars. And I think the next film that we're going to be talking about is uh, My Lucky Stars from 1985. So um, this was uh, the next. It's it's basically the refinement of what we're looking at right now. Actually, yeah. it has kind of a Japanese focus, which is really exciting, too. Um, yeah, totally. Cool. And a lot more Yunbyu in front of the camera. Yeah, it, Ooh, cool. it's super good time. If you like this film, you're going to like uh, My Lucky Stars even more. <laughs> it's going to be great. Until next week, where we're taking a look at My I'm Lucky Carlos. Stars. And I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. Training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.